um, you know, to be a, a great and a successful coach, you have to have a heightened sense of self-awareness and everything that we spoke about. And I, and I think this training um, equipped me at least, you know, a great deal. And somebody asked a question in the chat, how is this training different from other training? I haven't been a part of other training, so I don't know. But I would imagine, you know, they'll spend a lot of time on, on, on the markers and everything you have to do before and after the session and so on. All that is good. All that is extremely important. But uh, I can't imagine being a successful coach and being able to hold the kind of space a coach is expected to without really knowing yourself or actually maybe leaving yourself out of the coaching session. You know, that's, that's what we were told. You have to leave yourself out of the coaching session. Good. So let's get started, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling really happy that we are doing this for Kocharya. For me, definitely, it's the first time uh, being part of a Kocharya webinar. have been attending these for almost three years now. And quite a journey it's been with Kocharya. A lot of it uh, is something that we are going to talk about uh, today. So everyone, today we are going to talk about ontology and when you listen to us, when you ask us questions, please bear in mind that we are students of ontology. So treat us with kindness in that sense. We are not masters. We are practicing it. We are interpreting it to the best of our ability. And that is what we are going to talk about. Uh, I hope it is useful to you uh, just the way it was useful to all of us. And one interesting fact uh, is that all of us who are here we just raised our hand to be part of this webinar, like within a few hours of being asked by Kocharya. And that says something about what ontology has meant for us or is uh, meaningful to us in our lives, because it changes the way we work or look at things or the, the overall perspective, not just towards coaching, but also our work. And those are the kind of topics that we are going to touch upon today. So, first and foremost, it's quite a heavy word. It was quite a heavy word when I heard it for the first time. And while you can go to Wikipedia and see, okay, ontology means your way of being, etc., it is still a bit difficult to wrap your head around what is this ontology and especially what is this ontological coaching? What is this way of being? Uh, right? So, can we just open up a little about how we, all of us here, interpret ontology? or ontological coaching, in your words, if any of you would like to, you know, share just the definition or the understanding of the concept for you. I, I could go. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to give a direct answer, but I'll tell you what ontology has meant for me. So I will start with the my very first class uh, with Drivan and introduce the word ontology. I hadn't even heard the word before that. But I think I'm only now after, I think it's been two and a half years since we had that class. I'm trying to come to depth with um, or make sense of that word. You know, every, every day one thinks about it. And, and this is almost like a favorite example of mine where, you know, people ask me about a certain behavior in my coaching classes and 
um, and there is a certain problem they are dealing with. And the thing that I try and understand, of course, is what is that person's state of being? What are you really? And, you know, I, I think about it as the well from which every thought, every action emanates. Um, and I think ontology for me represents that well. And that well is different for, you know, each one of us. Uh, mm. From that well emanates what we say. From that well emanates how we think. From that well emanates, you know, how we behave with one another. I think ontology to me is a study of that well. Mm -hmm. um, Nicely put, Jay. Yeah. You said a lot about what it does to you, you know, ontology, but we are coaches here. We are here to do something to the client. So how does all this studying of yourself, your way of being, is helping us as a coach? Maybe, uh, Milind, as you are the freshest among us in getting this input, <laughs> or anyone really, uh, if you would like to chip in as to this whole work on yourself, how is this doing anything to you as a coach or to your clients? So uh, again, I think it's a very difficult word, uh, word, and we've uh, spoken about it. It is one of those words. In spite of however much, however much time you might spend on Google, you know, it is really very difficult to get your head around. I would say it's a bit like an emotion. You know, it has to be sensed and it has to be felt rather than it to be understood. And if I can, you know, if I'm kind of making uh, sense, uh, why is it important uh, for a coach? And of course, then it is very important for a client because I think once a coach has a good understanding of himself, because he at the end of the day is that conduit through which, you know, things are going to flow. Now, if he has that understanding, a good understanding of self, it is that understanding which will propel him into, you know, making his client understand himself much better. If, if he doesn't have that awareness, I, I think it would be very difficult to evoke that kind of awareness or understanding for his client. So, uh, you know, what you don't have, you know, very difficult to evoke or invoke in somebody else. I think that's how I would put it. Right. So ontology has led to greater self-awareness. But if I'm a coder, I don't need to be highly self-aware. I just need to do and need to know how to code. So why is it important for a coach then to have such a high degree of self-awareness? Which ontology brings? Any anyone has any? Yeah, I, I I can I can just attempt. So I mean, we are all as human beings in this world, and like our clients are all looking for a better quality of our existence, right? And and that is the reason uh, we uh, that we are partnering with them. I mean, the whole purpose is to get to some better quality of our existence. And uh, if if we uh, think of where that comes from, uh, of course. A lot of people have, I mean, there are a lot of things that are told to us in terms of how we should behave, how should we should communicate. But there is always a deeper layer, which is uh, resting in the way of being for the client. You know, that's that's the, like, that's how I see ontology. Like, it's the way of being. It's a study of being. Like, so we, we always focus on the doing, you know, how we should uh, talk and what words we should use and how we should behave. And, you know, all these things are always... Uh, taught to us and we intellectually know them but what is it to be you know and what is it that deeper layer of being that needs to be accessed in order to have any lasting impact and and as coaches 
if you're uh, you know able to help the client reach that deeper layer of themselves uh, from there the best the best version of themselves will emerge so it's it's their experiences so how i mean as coaches we are partnering with them to be able to reach and delve into that layer of way of being is how i see it so if i can paraphrase that you are saying that there is a behavioral layer and underneath that is the being layer and through ontology you are acting directly at the being level so that the behavior and other things that emanate from it can be addressed and more integrity of thoughts words actions which leads to better quality of existence or right. whatever they are doing yeah. right i hope it is beginning to become more and more tangible for our audience but uh, ranjit and soma if you also want to pitch in uh, happy to hear from you yeah yeah um, go ahead ranjit after you soma <laughs> thank you so i think what it allows me to do as a coach is just access the right channel or just be the right catalyst that i need to be in that particular conversation for my client or for the person sitting across me i could be many things as a person right but ontology allows that access or gives me that access to in that moment dance okay create that dance and see what is it what kind of catalyst do i need to be for the person sitting across me for them to achieve what they came to me for so i know it has many levels but i think uh, that's the as briefly as i can put it what it does to both the coach and the person sitting across the coach who's come hmm. to the coach for something makes sense yeah and if i can sort of expand uh, well summarized by all the fellow panelists um it's really as a role of a coach is to evoke that awareness and partner with that client to go deeper and what's often at the surface level uh, there's a lot happening underneath and it's helping them access those very sources it's almost like a hidden camera right as uh, um jan put it it's the well right it's almost like a hidden camera it's it's how we are showing up in many ways ontology is how we're showing up what are those inner sources of um you know our intention our mindset our energy our um uh what what sort of context are we operating from so it's really in many ways operationalizing the self awareness otherwise what is self awareness so as a coach i think it's it's incredibly useful to really focus on the person focus on the client seeing their whole self and going deeper that's how it really helps one in in the in a coaching practice uh and i would just sort of you know expand on that to say that yeah right so i think we are all coming to that very cohesive explanation that yeah addressing the very being of a person the full self the whole self great thanks for that uh, i think the conversation has warmed up and over these 10 minutes a lot more people have joined us so this might also be a good time to do the introductory credits you know just like you know in sometimes in movies there is an opening scene and then the credits start so we have talked about what ontology means to us and now let's do a brief intro so who are we why are we here so one thing for all of you to note is that we have gone through an ontological uh training to become certified and or credentialed coaches and jayant sir to the top left of my screen is joining us from gurgaon 
he has had a long corporate career and now he is a techpreneur he is into ai uh, soma is in consulting she is into hr and she is using ontological training to deliver better results in her company ranjit right here had a long career uh, i believe the last one was in banking and it's been a few years that he has established himself uh, solidly as a professional coach he is joining us from ncr Preeti here is working with a large PSU. She is an HR leader, and she has been using ontological coaching training to lead a large team. And we will hear more about all these soon. Uh, Milan has had almost three decades of corporate career, and when he chose to move into coaching, ontological training is what uh, he opted for. So, and uh, Milan is uh, in Pune. Preeti is in Mumbai. uh and about me i left my corporate career of about 21 22 years 3 years ago and i was told that the coach training does something to you so it's not just another kind of a training so i thought that if the coach training is going to influence me then what should that influence be i went to kocharya website and a few other coaching websites and the description that i saw under ontological training i thought okay i think this is how i want to change and i opted for that and never look back it's been 3 years and i've just been doing a lot of coaching facilitation and consulting and especially today i found myself saying who are you being in this situation a lot of the times <laughs> we'll we'll come to that if the conversation takes us there so yeah this is who we are uh, coming to you so yes yeah, since this is uh, primarily about coaching i want to first talk about ontology in coaching so ranjit i wonder if you would like to talk to us about how it is showing results in your coaching practice with you and your clients we have understood the basics yeah but what does ontological yeah. coaching do to your clients so i think as i mentioned there it's really helping the client self discover and go deeper what is at the very source of whatever they are either wanting more of more peace more calm more impact or wanting more or less of you know less stress or whatever they are feeling challenged and i think it's really going deeper to understand beyond the surface beyond the superficial um what what they are attributing or what they are feeling are the reasons contributing to that state uh, and a lot of times we don't often we over leverage our doing parts right what are we doing what are things we're taking off but a lot of times it's really going to our it's like the to be list so to say right so which with intention am i looking at this situation or challenge or goal with uh, which from what sources of authenticity am i facing after that with which mindset am i approaching this uh, and there are many ontological concepts and many uh, constraints that we are imposing on ourselves so in many ways it's really going to those pieces which is the evoking awareness competency if many of our uh, participants are coming in going undergoing their training it's in that evoking the awareness bit and and going deeper to understand what's fundamentally coming in the coach's way mm-hmm. uh, and hence and that's really what we get into with which with which prism for example are they looking at any situation and and what is at the source of that uh what fears are being sort of uh, not being heard or what are they being um you know explored so 
it's it's a lot related to this and almost asking them what is their to be list what is it wanting them to be in this situation uh, and what we tend to do is always over leverage our doing and under leverage our being and a lot of these pieces are actually our jet fuel how am i being open how am i being non judgmental how am i being intentional uh, how am i being trustful so it's it's a lot it really helps um in a lot of my, the leadership development work that i do it really helps me going deeper getting to the crux crux of what uh exploring these dimensions helps one get closer to and actually help the clients really self discover what's really coming in their way rather than the traditional so called more obvious what seems above the surface if that helps so how does this approach help the leaders so you have generated self awareness great but how is it helping them deliver better results by understanding their prism their intentions etc can you help us understand that yeah so in many ways that really comes to where are they being stuck right where what is really causing the blockage in many ways what is really causing and how are they seeing with which prism are they seeing it and reframing those or actually freeze them up to make an impact on whatever they are looking at so in many ways one is the discovery and insight as to what they are unpacking and then once they have that discovery and insight what changes do they need to make and often those changes in the leadership realm are less on the doing and more on the being am i listening with what sources am i listening right am i listening to the inner commentary in my head or am i just being open in this meeting right and and so how am i being trustful what kind of safety am i promoting in my teams right so a lot of actually stuff is coming up in this to be element rather than just the doing elements and that's what amplifies their leadership impact and that's what helps them actually and that's really the jet fuel and as i said earlier it's like the hidden camera right nobody this is not being measured or it's not showing up on a pnl not showing up on a balance sheet but that is the very inner source of how that's how things are happening right so right, right. my two pennies worth right so this is how it is showing up uh, for you as a coach now let's see if we are applying it internally because we hear about this concept of manager as a coach a lot these days and priti i believe you are leading a team in your organization so how has this been transformational for you as a manager would you like to share yeah yeah sure sorry thanks for that question so i i really agree with everything that ranjit was saying and i could resonate so much uh, with uh, with each uh, everything that he was saying and uh, i can talk about my experience and i have been working and uh, uh, so you know i i feel that you know organizations i mean the culture that we live in you know organizations are having you know goals and we have deadlines and there's there's so much uh, you know there there's so much fast paced doing that we really forget to be uh you know and and there is because you know being requires a different kind of a, a mindset a perspective uh, so uh, like you know uh, as leaders uh, we are used to uh, you know delegating and passing on the instructions i'm i'm just talking in a very simplistic way but that's that's how because there is no time and there are deadlines and it's easier to just kind of you know uh, pass on orders and pass on instructions and and that we we uh, we are just not in touch with either the people that we lead or with our own selves you know i'm and very practically speaking very ground level talk i'm doing 
so uh, so you know when when we think about uh, ontology and and how it how it impacted me as a leader uh, i started slowing down a bit you know because uh, i i started shifting my perspective from just doing uh, you know like you know doing the mandates and the goals and the uh, deadlines to uh, figuring out uh, what is it that is happening with my team how it how the, how like each of my subordinates each of the team members that i had you know what is what was going on with them how was it be how was it to be them you know and how how do they receive uh, uh, what was going on and and that made me much more empathetic that made me listen more that made me open that made me curious and that made me uh, uh, wonder you know about myself how i should be as a leader in order to be more effective and also uh, you know that changed me uh, and my behavior towards them and that in turn automatically i didn't have to do anything it kind of you know at the way the moment i started changing uh, the people started changing and and uh, as there was more connect there was more bonding there was more rapport uh, work became easier it became more effective i didn't have to uh, uh, you know lead with the carrot or the stick because there was a connection and uh, uh, so it it's it's almost like magic you know sort of by <laughs> it's like you know uh, coming from that kind of you, you change your internals and and uh, uh, you see the world around changing and right. and it's it's like magic so so those are the things which you know i'm i'm, I'm talking from experience from my own personal experience a uh, lot of time we operate through a lot of anxiety as leaders you know we have pressures we have stresses and and that in turn uh, like you know uh, makes us poor leaders actually but the moment we kind of slow down and uh, first work on ourselves automatically it it has a transformational experience for the team and then it becomes more effective well it does go against a lot of conventional habits that we see around ourselves i think slowing down is something that i'm taking away from what you said as the turning point for uh, for whatever changes you saw in your team and we also have soma here who is applying or interpreting ontology in her corporate career in a different way soma why don't you tell us about your experience sir uh, saurabh i think i can uh, make a clear call out to a couple of uh, shifts in my approach i've been able to make make post you know the ontology journey so one i think whenever we are in a corporate setting we are driven by outcomes right we're all responsible for achieving something and that's and we need to sort of uh, hold hold true to that right because that is what is determining our success on the role and whether we are serving the organization well uh, the, the one that we're working for so i think one so it's helped me change my lens from just an outcome to a more of a partnership lens to say that hey it's not just me who wants to achieve something it's even the other person is equally in in this for something that they want to achieve for themselves or for their team or for their client right so changing that lens has one changed the quality of conversations i have with people be it uh, you know with people in the business or my own teams or others in hr and it helps us achieve a common why and talk about okay how can we now look at solving for this so it's a lot of more collaborative conversations more quality partnerships because 
the other person also knows that I'm there for them too, right? It's not just something that I'm trying to walk away with, but we're looking at outcomes that both of us can achieve together for the greater benefit for the two of us, right? So that's one. And second thing is uh, moving away from transactions versus building relations, right? Because you may not you may, you may not be able to you may, might fail once it's okay but if you invest in actually being interested in what the other person wants or what they are trying to achieve for their client they'll know that for the second conversation when you come around for the second conversation they know that you got you got their back or you're their trusted advisor and they listen to you so it's an so looking at um any anything that is to be achieved more of you know more like a journey and partnership vis-a-vis like a transaction that needs to be you know got onto a call uh this solutions discussed challenge discussed and okay you know uh, what can we do but beyond that being more interested in the other person's growth what they stand for what is it that they want to achieve understanding what they're here for so i think these two have phenomenally sort of changed my approach and also um the quality of conversations i have with them and the openness others in the organization have towards what we're trying to achieve together. So it's a win-win for everybody because mm. everybody gets something out of it and they know it's a partnership. It's not a transaction. Mm-hmm. So once again, we are hitting the same uh, theme that by moving away from transaction and focusing on relations, uh, we are delivering better results in the organization, similar lines to what Preeti said. And yet here we have one of our panelists who left this world and he started his own company, Jayant. And the timing of this transition almost coincided with our course training because we were in that training together. So do you think this training has anything to do with the way you transitioned or are transitioning? What is your perspective? I mean, I can answer that question. I'm not sure the training had anything to do with the timing. Mm. But training has everything to do with how I'm dealing with the transition. And I I think I find myself uh, calm and at ease, you know, as I'm going through the transition. And Mm. therefore, I'd like to, you know, maybe expand on what Soma and Preeti and uh, Ranjit said. While it was said in the context of of where you work, I think the another way to think about your state of being is that your state of being is one. And how you show up in the personal space versus the professional space versus the social space is not going to change with the spaces. You are going to remain the same person. What I'm saying is, if you are having a certain challenge at work, chances are you're having a similar challenge at home. Chances are you're having a similar challenge in a social setting. So to think of the benefit of ontology in just your place of work I think is being a little myopic and I want all of us to take a slightly broader view here. And that's what ontology did for me when I say it's it's just helped me become a better person. And once I become a better person, I become a better father, I become a better son, I become a better manager, I become a better peer. So in, in that sense, the impact of this training has been profound, you know, in, in my life. And uh, I'm sure anyone, you know, who takes this half seriously, you know, they'll feel, you know, the same impact. So coming back to you, uh, Saurabh, I don't know, maybe subconsciously this training gave me the strength to say enough is enough. You know, I don't want to do this and I want to do that. 
Mm. And then it it's it's just keeping me grounded. I'm less anxious. Um, I'm a lot more self-aware. That's the other thing I say. I think the biggest disease in this world is the lack of self-awareness. Uh, and I think we just started on that journey. And ontology has played a great role in just helping me become more self-aware and thus therefore manage myself much better. And I think that's the number one quality and I'm bringing it back to the coach is that how do you manage yourself in that conversation? And therefore, how do you hold that space you know, for the client? I, I can't say enough about the impact of this training that it's had on me as a person, forget as a professional, as a coach, all of that is secondary tertiary, but I think it's just had a profound impact on me as a person. Right. Thanks, Kent. And we will come back to the impact of this training on our personal lives in a minute. Uh, but let's also hear from Milind, who is also on a similar uh, career journey. And uh, Milind, how is all this training, all this uh, information influencing your uh, transition? So uh, <clears throat> before we move into the transition, uh, I'll just build on what Jayan says that, you know, this uh, what is study of the being? You know, just understanding your DNA in very simple terms. So, if you understand who you, what's your DNA? You know, you can then you can improve once you know who you are. You, know, you can be true to that. What ontology does is the fact it makes you a better person. I think it makes you a better leader, and it makes you question everything that you believed is what leadership is all about. For example, in corporate parlance, what is leadership all about? It is about being a subject matter expert. It is about taking judgments. It is about you know giving directions. You know it is about solutioning. But when you go through this uh, ontological experience, if I might use the term, you realize that this is not what it is. You uh, you might have felt that you were a leader in the corporate world, but you were essentially a manager or at best a director. You were never a leader. There was no, there, you never emphasized on trust. You never emphasized on collaboration. You never emphasized on authenticity. You never uh, emphasized on intellectual integrity. Now, suddenly, these are things that you start building on, you know, uh, as a as who you are uh, as a leader. And uh, what uh, it does is it just changes something within you. And like uh, I think Priti was mentioning, it also changes the response that you're going to get it from the other end. I think that's one very big change that happens. Second is uh, leadership is all about making judgments. You know, I don't think there's a there was a single, uh, let's say an hour that went by where I, I have not taken a judgment in my 28 years because I thought I was getting paid to you know take those judgments and therefore take those calls. Now, when you suddenly realize that you know you can actually suspend judgment and it's such a powerful thing to suspend judgment, and it can be done. And uh, I think ontology helps you do that piece. And the moment you start suspending judgment, you start seeing a very different world. You start seeing a very different world. You come across this concept of what is, uh, uh, I think, was mentioned as uh, uh, the reality which you know is going to emerge, which is a default reality versus you know created reality, uh, the created future. And those are things that you can again emphasize. As a leader, which I think these uh, pathways, if I might say so, uh, they all opened up to me. Maybe I was aware of them, but there was a better and a sharper articulation of that uh, because of this uh, ontological experience. Right. So what does suspending judgment look like in real life? And what's the connection with the ontological training? If you want to give us an example. 
So what happens, uh, you know, first let's start from, you know, why do we make judgments? We make judgments because we believe that we live in a very homogeneous world. Okay, so my world and your world is exactly the same. So I understand where you're coming from. And therefore, I have because of my expertise or the uh, knowledge, I'm, I'm able to, you know, take a judgment and say, you're right, you're wrong, or this is what you need to do, or this is what you need not to. The moment you suspend judgment, the spotlight is on the other person. And then you're making that person aware of what is the problem a better articulation of that problem. What are the possible options that uh, he can come up with? What is older get back? And therefore come up with a solution which is very customized and therefore, and his own solution and therefore a very high degree of acceptability rather than just trying to paradrop something, uh, you know, into his world because the worlds are very, very different. Mm. That's, that's how I would look at it. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, everyone. Uh, and I just want to, I'm tempted to go back to what was mentioned earlier by Jayant about the impact of ontology on us personally. And uh, at least three of us that I know about are parents, uh, uh, Milan Soma and Ranjita, I'm not aware. But uh, does anyone want to talk about the role of this training or this influence uh, on you as a parent? I know the effect it has had on my child. Uh, she has started saying that, Dad, please don't use the coach voice on me a lot of the times so that keeps happening uh but other than that it has definitely helped me become more even tempered and more accepting of whatever she wants to do because i'm also looking at her from a being level rather than a doing level uh but i'm very happy to hear how it is affecting us or influencing us as parents yeah. do tell us more sort of that's very interesting <laughs> So uh, there is this temptation that my child should be doing so many things, should be attending these many classes. And how is she doing uh, at school? Does she have a career plan already or not? Doesn't matter if she's in grade six or grade seven. Does she have a career path ahead of us? Which is all coming from doing. Which if you go to the root of it is not very different from how we are looking at leadership and team management, etc. Topics that we touched upon. But if you start looking at your child as another human, who is going through life experiences and will make sense of her life the way she, as she grows, just as I am doing it, then maybe I should call it suspending judgment. Uh, that there was a certain ease that came in. And the moment that happened, I started seeing that there are many types of intelligences and she's showing one particular type of intelligence. So she's not showing intelligence in some academics areas, but she's showing hyper intelligence in some other areas. And it helps me see her differently in that sense. It helps me give her the space because I can see how people change over time and there is no age group or age limit where the change happens. So we don't know if she's going through the change now, will she decide her career path today at age 12, 13, or will she do it at age 30? So let go. I think that change of perspective has helped me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful, Saurabh. And and I similar, I resonate. And I, I, I'm just recalling an incident like, you know, I mean, this incident almost becomes a metaphor for many things deeper, uh, like what you're saying right now. And I just uh, thought I'll just, uh, you know, share that as a parent. 
like you know uh, so as as parents as uh, milind was also saying we have this uh, thought you know that we have more experience and we have more uh, knowledge about how it is to be living in this world and 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 from there like and from, from our own uh, you know uh, 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 need to be uh, you know uh, to to have the well being of the child in our mind you know that need kind of propels us to kind of give us give a lot of instructions and a lot of uh, deliverables or, you know, those kind of things. So I remember when my, when my daughter was younger, she was climbing on the jungle gym and she had reached the top. And then I was like a little, you know, again, that fear and anxiety of how she would actually come down and, you know, her well-being and her, like that she shouldn't fall. And, uh, you know, as a mother, like, you know, you, you say, ki, you know what, put your step there. Now put your step there and, you know, give those instructions. Okay, do this, do this. And she was ignoring me kind of. And I was getting more and more uh, angry and annoyed that, you know, she would fall and all that yeah, care for her was coming out in that, manifesting in that sense. But uh, then, you know, uh, <laughs> I did this, this entire thing of ontology and, you know, what is she trying to do here and what is she being here? And she was being experimental. She wanted to try it out on her own. And then how do I be, you know, in that situation as a, as what would she want me to be? And, you know, and, and uh, when I, when I, when that thought crossed my mind, I was like, I relaxed, slowed down. And then uh, like, I kind of, you know, uh, had faith that, you know, she, she was kind of putting her steps very carefully if, when I, when I slowed down and observed her. So there's a distinction between judgment and eval, like, you know, just kind of uh, being uh, uh, evaluating, you know, that, okay, she is putting her steps. And then you kind of uh, like, uh, I just kind of asked her things like, do you have a plan of how you want to come down? And, and, you know, uh, being open to, uh, you know, what she had to say and curious about whether she had anything in mind, you know, how, she, where would she put her step? Where would she kind of, you know, make sure that her safety is there? And and she said, yes, I have, I'll put my, you know, and she kind of started responding. And, and uh, you know, it's a, met I, I realized that this is kind of a metaphor of life, right? I mean, this is what we want. We want our children to, uh, you know, know how to go forward, take decisions on their own, learn, experiment. And that's the real uh, uh, way of being, you know, for me as a mother. So, so you know, it's it's these are little little things. I mean, this was just one incident, but like slowly, incident by incident, we grow and we keep changing as better versions of ourselves. So that's Beautiful. you know that's the beauty of ontology. Beautiful. Any other experiences? Well, I can go on and on on this one. <laughs> uh, but I think fundamentally, I think what ontology teaches you is that you know, there are more than one <laughs> way to lead one's life. And yours is not the only good way. <laughs> so and it taught me, and again, as I said, you know, it, it certainly improved my relationship with my son. And quite like Preeti, you know, one has a template in which you want to bring up your children. And you think that's the template, it's the safest, surest way of bringing up a child. Uh, but I had to throw that out of the window very, very quickly. Otherwise, harmed my relationship for life with my son. And to that sense, I think that the the timing of this uh, training that I went through couldn't have been better. Um, so you're just less prescriptive now, and you learn to listen and maybe not even react. And and you know, with that understanding, again, as I said, it also then helps you be a much better coach. Because you are not in a conversation looking to judge. Oh, this is right. This is wrong. Don't do it this way. Do it that way. You're there to listen and ask questions which make you think about how you are processing your world. And I think that's what makes the best coach. 
right the space right. that you're holding right so just that realization that there are other ways to lead a full life and yours is not the only way i think if you if you can just take that away from l1 l2 l3 whatever i think you're in a good place thank you that sums up so much uh, milin i think your hand was raised for a moment you wanted to say something yeah first i wanted to say that i've got two daughters 25 and 21 as you know ah, okay very well guess it's quite tough uh, uh, dealing with you know somebody in that kind of a age group hmm. uh, this ontological experience i think made me uh, and we spoke about the self awareness and i thought i had transitioned from being a cool dad to a caring dad because just because they had grown up hmm. and i realized that i was not being a caring dad but i was actually being a controlling dad and in a way that's where the conversations earlier both my daughters don't stay with me you know one is studying one is working uh but you know what were earlier let's say 30 minute conversations in a day kind of trickled down to a minute conversations because you know they would and always they would end up in some kind of a skirmish verbal skirmish you know because there is some instruction there is some direction and then there is a certain uh, resistance this course helped me you know realize that my kids have grown up and become adults but i have just not grown up you know as a father or as a dad and that helped me transition you know and now i think uh, uh i i would like to believe my kids feel that you know i'm a better listener uh, i don't give instructions i don't unnecessarily poke my nose into their affairs unless asked for advice so the role that i now play is that of a wingman i am just present you know i'm like the fly on the wall who's always present you know but that's it that's essentially what i do and that that has ensured that you know this deterioration from a cool dad to let's say a caring or a controlling dad has again moved back to the the cool dad status so that would be a big payoff uh, uh, for me but again like we've discussed in the past it's all about self awareness it's all about you know ability to suspend judgments it's there are different ways to live uh, different worlds and the fact that you know we need to respect i think all this comes from these ontological conversations wow incredible any any more experiences uh... sorab i'm taking mental notes here because i have a 3 and a half year old okay so i'm just looking at all the people i can count on for <laughs> advice <laughs> <laughs> from here on and here i am struggling to just eat him get him to eat veggies for now <laughs> yeah but i think yeah what i can share yeah. is uh, i think what ontology helped me realize is i need to give him a better why because he asks me okay that why do, he already is asking me that why if he is leaving the veggies on his plate he needs reason enough to have it and earlier i would tell him you know um you'll have any pain or you know all the negatives right and then i ask myself do i want to instill fear in him or what do i really want to do what am i doing and is it and how long is this reason going to sustain for him to continue to do this right so then i then i came across a video okay by another mother and then uh, then i told him okay uh, i took a biscuit and broke it and told him something called as biscuit bones and i said that if you eat veggies they help you you know build better bones you'll be stronger you'll grow taller so all of that that he understands and i said otherwise you know if you fall and if you have biscuit bones like this you will get hurt easily and if you continue to have everything on your plate you will become stronger 
So I think now he gets it. And the other thing is that to be patient and persistence. That's another thing I learned. And every child is different, right? So I think this ontology thing also helped me that I can't just copy paste advice I get from other parents. I need to understand what he really wants, what he would really, you know, resonate with and give him that. So that's how it's helped me. So, <laughs> yeah, but thanks guys. You all helped me in some way today. Thanks. If thanks. I can, uh, sort of, if I can just expand on that, of course. I see many parallels, you know, coming through. Because who you are as a person is who you are as a coach. The two aren't mutually exclusive. Um, so, you know, if you are like the, I too have a seven-year-old. I find my son as my greatest teacher in many ways. Um, it's that it's if, if you're trying to helicopter, if you're trying to sort of control and seeing things in a certain way, guess what? Even in your workplace, you're trying to micromanage and lead, right? And is that pulling the creativity of your team or is that pulling the creativity of your of your child as well? And you're just being open, being, cur being curious. In fact, the highest form of leadership I see are mothers at home. You know, they know each one of their childs, how to connect with them, how they are different, how they sort of um, and being able to sort of have that connection. So I think there are many parallels here, you know, who and it again boils down to even the coaches that we are coaching. It's really accessing the who of the client, right? It's like a little leaf that then goes to a branch that then goes to the trunk that then goes to the roots and actually seeing that whole whole person and what's really emerging in a coaching context, in a personal context. And I think if you can't go to your own depths, it's very difficult to hold space for your clients. You know, if you can't go through, because at the end of the day, we may be coaches, but a large part of it is also a human journey at our core. And being able to go through the depths and the realms of, uh, uh, you know, our own self-awareness. Uh, and I think that's really what the program really takes you through otherwise you're not templated coaches showing up talking all fancy jargon and lingos it's going through the depth and and actually having that lived experience um, and to working with your clients yeah I... yeah I mean being a being good at the ICF markers is not going to make you a great coach um, you know to be a, a great and a successful coach you have to have a heightened sense of self-awareness and everything that we spoke about. And I, and I think this training um, equipped me at least, you know, a great deal. And somebody asked a question in the chat, how is this training different from other training? I haven't been a part of other training, so I don't know. But I would imagine, you know, they'll spend a lot of time on, on, on the markers and everything you have to do before and after the session and so on. All that is good. All that is extremely important. But uh, I can't imagine being a successful coach and being able to hold the kind of space a coach is expected to without really knowing yourself or actually maybe leaving yourself out of the coaching session. You know, that's that's what we were told. You have to leave yourself out of the coaching session. Yeah, I want to add, uh, like, you know, I mean, going from uh, where uh, Jayant was, you know, talking about the program uh, and, and, uh, so I was just uh, like remembering and uh, like, you know, the course itself is pretty intensive. 
and and a lot of work on self awareness and everything that we've spoken about you know trying to understand and be aware of ourselves and uh, you know then to leave ourselves out of the you know space in which we are holding the client and uh, letting the client fill up that space and uh, just you know uh, being as much as we can with the client partnering with that person mm-hmm. uh, for in the journey that he's on uh, a lot of it comes from uh, how the course is structured and uh, uh, you know i would uh, like to give uh, all due regards to drivan for taking us through that you know yeah. the kind of um, the, uh, the 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 uh, the mentor drivan mm. and, and it was... the course uh, i believe kocharya is coming up with another batch oh, yeah. okay. on ontology oh is it okay so yeah members of the audience if uh, this has piqued your interest uh, then yeah please do contact the kocharya team Uh, a new batch is starting very soon uh, is what i was told so we have uh, uh, yamini on the chat and we may have a few uh, smita is on the chat so you can contact any one of them for knowing about that yes milit yeah so uh, the marketer and we would you know like to add a marketing pitch to ontology and uh, uh, i would say it's like a prerequisite to the being of a coach and that's how important so you you can understand the the doing of the coach through i am sure there are multiple options which are there but if you really want to get into the being of the coach i think this would be one of the best uh, frameworks uh, uh, or uh, routes available uh, uh, to reach there so that's that's my uh, pitch well taken well taken doing versus being and also and, uh, uh, I, i would also want to add a word i think uh, the guy uh, the person who conducts it uh, though he doesn't call himself as commander drivar you know is an ex uh, naval uh, aviator uh, not too many top guns in india uh, top gun pilots and he's a, an equivalent of a top gun pilot is possibly one of the most uh, i would say uh, committed teacher uh, that i have come across and it's been some time that i have uh, well, uh, left being a student and after a very long period of time it really felt very special to have a teacher like this because it made you uh, a feel like a student so uh, thanks to drivan also for that yes definitely thanks to drivan and is there anything on the chat that we need to be aware of i was not looking at the chat so yamini from kucharia or anyone has any question to ask we still have a few minutes but i do see that she has posted a link in the chat so please do have a look at that okay i don't think there is uh, any question maybe we are such good people at explaining the concept we haven't left any question unanswered so uh, how about we do one last round of sharing any last words uh, or last thoughts that we have on this topic for today uh, and then we bring this to a close how about that anything any topic that you around this theme of ontology that you have not spoken about but you still feel needs expression so yeah i mean uh, the the question about how this course was uh, is different from uh, the traditional coaching like how how is the ontological uh, you know approach uh, really different from traditional coaching so yeah i so same here i have not attended the other uh, kinds of coaching but like having uh, read a little bit about them like you know uh, 
so so uh, this is more holistic i would say like you know i mean in the sense like uh, for example uh, other things focuses on a particular route uh, to you know uh, uh, helping the client in whatever outcomes they wishes to achieve uh, and and it may it may use some uh, like for example emotions uh, or something you know some route to uh, reach the deeper part of the client and uh, uh, achieve the outcome that they want to achieve but this is the this is the ontological approach is like the the study of being right so so being includes everything it includes the head and the heart together you know it includes the being and the doing it's not like the doing is totally out of it it is definitely uh, you know part of it but it's it, it focuses on the being and the doing that emerges from that being so uh, it's it's like more holistic it's it's more uh, it focuses on the person as a whole and and what what uh, uh, the what the client i mean you know which whatever he comes up with as an outcome how it kind of uh, would serve him to be as a whole person so that's Thank what you. focuses on yeah so i just wanted to kind of bring yeah. that up Right. right. The, the one other thing I'd like to add here is I, I don't know if it's just coincidence or if it's me talking from some place which is not making sense, but I think ontology maybe draws a certain kind of person towards it. Uh, but I think one of the great, I would say, side effects or added benefits of doing this was just the fabulous people I attended the training with. And I think there was so much to learn from the seven or eight participants, you know, that, and I, I think Preeti and Saurabh, you know, we spent considerable amount of time together. I think that on its own is just fabulously enriching just to be able to learn from each other's experiences because each one of us operates from a different place. And then to understand, you know, what everyone's worldview is, and you could actually see that change over the course of those 20 weeks. You could actually see real change coming about in people over a 20 week uh, period. And I, I think that's to, that to me is absolutely profound again. Likewise. Thank you. Yes, uh, I would like to uh, share an anecdote, uh, which possibly uh, kind of conveys the, the impact that this course had on me. So there's this book, uh, you, you might have heard of it. Most of you might have read it. Uh, the, the name of the book is Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And uh, in one of our sessions with Drevan, uh, this book came up and then it was recommended that one should read it. Uh, I had read this, uh, or rather somebody had gifted this book to me uh, maybe a few years back. And typically I read a lot, but I just couldn't complete that book. Few pages and I, I, I felt that it was just not meant for me. The book was not talking to me. And after this, and I think this was the, the second or the third uh, last session before uh, uh, we signed up for the course. And I again picked up that book and managed to, you know, finish it off in a week's time. And for a book which didn't make sense to me a few years back, you know, it, it was almost as if I was reading Latin or something else, you know. It just felt that this was a book actually which has been, uh, you know, so if, if, you, if you, some of you might have read that book, it's in a question and answer format where there's a student and there's a teacher and there's a conversation which is happening. I almost felt as if I was a student and I was asking these questions to the teacher was Eckhart Tolle and Eckhart Tolle was giving, sharing his wisdom with me. The point that I'm trying to make is I think I never reached that uh, depths before. You know, I, I, I'd never reached that level of being before. And it was possibly 
uh, because that's the only change even that has happened and you know that's the causal effect like i would like to attribute the fact that i have been through this course it, you know this heightened sense of self awareness and being in sync with your being allowed me to interpret a book which possibly appeared as latin a few years back so that's that's an anecdote i thought i would share thank you thank you any more thoughts before we close well the one thought that i have is that this has been quite an unpredictable and uh, unscripted conversation when we started i did not know where it will go uh, obviously we think that okay we'll ask this or we'll say this but the way it flowed uh, was great at least for me uh, the experience of being with all of you uh, for this one hour has been fantastic and now my being is hungry mm-hmm. and and it's uh, we are almost at the end of our hour so how about we say our goodbyes and uh, say thanks to kocharya for offering the, us this opportunity to share our experience and thanks to all the audience members who have been participating and we are active on chat thank you everyone and goodbye thank, thank you. you thank, thank you. you great being here thank you thanks Bye.